everybody, I'm Carolyn Oakley and I'm an independent singer-songwriter from Leeds UK. This is the Live Now Play Later podcast. It is the pilot episode. Um, there may be a bit of a gap between this first episode and uh, some more whilst we test the format out and uh, see how it works. Live Now Play Later started in 2019 and the original intention was to showcase um, in front of a live audience some of the brilliant music that is coming out of the underground at the moment and uh, not just not just their music but also um how they were creating their music uh how were they writing their songs or producing it cross genre um if we loved it we wanted to showcase it through the through the live shows Unfortunately, in 2020, as everybody knows, um, live shows and live music um, hasn't been able to open up properly again in the UK. Um, so we're exploring new channels um, such as the YouTube channel um, and through social media to still highlight and showcase some of the brilliant music and artists um, out there to to a wider audience. So hence why we're trialing this uh, podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I'd really love your feedback uh, so that I can learn and get better. Um, yeah, so this episode um, was recorded in uh, in August. Um, it was a really hot day. It was a beautiful day in, in Yorkshire um, and it's an interview with fantastic singer-songwriter, um, independent singer-songwriter Maddie Bow. She released her debut EP, Thoughts and Feelings, at the beginning of 2020, um, which I highly recommend you finding uh, and listening to. Uh, I think it's a fantastic, uh, incredible collection of, of songs, particularly for a debut EP, and I'm hoping that you'll enjoy it as much as I did. Um, and I wanted to find out more about her. Uh, she performed at the Leeds show last year for Live Now Play Later. The audience loved her. Um, and I wanted to find out more about her craft, about her journey, how she came about writing the EP and how she went about putting it out there. And also the challenges that she's faced this year um, with lockdown, uh, preventing her to to promote the music as she intended originally to do um, when she released it. So yeah, it's a fantastic interview, really enjoyed it, um, finding out more about Maddie's process, um, hope you enjoy it too. Um, let me know what you think, write any comments, uh, share your thoughts about it and if you do enjoy uh, the music that you're hearing from Maddie, as I say she's she's fully independent, she's starting out and I know that she'd really appreciate uh, followers and uh, feedback directly from into her social media accounts uh, as well so um, I'll be putting the links below uh, to, to Maddie Bow, her music and her social media. Um, please follow it if you enjoy what you hear um, and yeah, this is the pilot episode of Live Now Play Later podcast. Hope you enjoy.
so um yeah we sat in your like, outhouse yeah in yorkshire at the moment whereabouts in yorkshire are we you didn't check that so we're north yorkshire so north near yorkshire. harrogate um, yeah, this is my parents' house and I'm uh, sleeping in the outhouse at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is what lockdown has reduced me to. But Amazing. yeah, no, I'm very happy to be doing this. Thank you for asking me. No worries at all. Um, thank you. Um, so you're, are you from Yorkshire then? Because you're also based in London, aren't you? Mm, yeah, I'm not actually from Yorkshire. My, my family has lived here for about five years now. So okay. um, this is this has kind of been a, a second home to me for about, yeah, about five years. Right. Uh, yeah, I think about five. Um, but I'm actually kind of from all over the place. I'm a bit of a nomad. Um, right. I've lived in lots of different places around the UK, um, right. but I've always come back to London. So London's very much my where my heart is. Home, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, it's a, and it's a good music scene as well, isn't it? Mm. Or it was, obviously, before lockdown. Before <laughs> we'll get that back. So we are in the middle. Well, lockdown's finished. Um, so it's August. Uh, lockdown has currently finished. It might happen again in some places in here. Um, but we're starting to sort of, I guess, explore the world again, aren't we? Get out, see yeah. what we're allowed to do, aren't we, and everything. Um, and it's been a very strange year for everybody. Um, you can so, say that again. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so uh, we met last year when, obviously, for Live Now Play Later, uh, we started the shows, the live shows, and obviously that got stopped this year. So this is why I was looking to do um, uh, something different and still, you know, get the artists and the music heard and everything. So we talked and we, we said a podcast would be really good. And thank you for agreeing to the fir very first podcast for Live Now Play Later. And we will do more of them as well, hopefully. Mm. I'll see how this one goes. Um, and uh, yeah, so we met last year for the... Um, 2019 gig in Leeds. Yep, about November it? last year. Was it November? I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've performed um, a number of songs for us, which are brilliant. Really enjoyed that. Thank you. Um, from your new EP. So mm -hmm. you released a new EP at the beginning of this year mm. uh, called Thoughts and Feelings. Yeah. yeah. And this is your, de your debut EP. This is my debut EP, yeah. Okay. So I've released some singles over the last few years, and then this is the first kind of body of work that I've right. released. Okay. Um, so how did that come about then, the, the writing that's, and why did you decide to write an EP and put that out there and everything? I think, I think it was a long time coming. I think right. I've been knowing that I want to do music as my career since I was about 18. Um, and uh, I came quite late to songwriting. So before that, I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be in musical theatre um, and then had a really really difficult time with my mental health over the course of the summer and I started to write my way out of it basically okay. um so for me I've always known since then ah oh, this is something that I feel like I have a natural gift for yeah. and a natural way with words and a natural way that I can communicate this through song which is what I'd always wanted to do with musical theatre but just somebody else's lyrics yeah. and kind of perform and and give everything to a character to to portray the emotion um so i think from about 18 i knew that i wanted to do music to to be a songwriter to create and it's been like a slow process of um doing gigs uh doing this that and the other and then eventually realizing oh i can actually self-release music like yeah. i kind of just hadn't really clocked that that was a thing um and so then over the last just over two years now i've been 
working with my producer Jerry Walker from Natural Habitat Studios who's just amazing and uh, between the two of us we've come together to create the singles that I did um, and then this this body of work this EP and, and really what that was was a gathering together of a few songs that I felt um, conveyed the essence of what it is that I want to do with music which is kind of evoke emotion mm -hmm. to bring out that raw stuff which is why i called it thoughts and feelings because it was just all that raw stuff that's within you yeah. and each of these songs spoke to that so uh yeah yeah I, and um so there's five songs on five the, yeah five songs on the ep um and i was listening to it um a lot on the way over here and everything and, the, and it's a fantastic debut ep i absolutely love it thank you so much um the this the each of the individual songs they are uh, i mean we just were talking just before i, I mean there is a, a, a an emotional side to those songs and you can really connect in with them um, mm. and for me when i listen to songs um and and artists and stuff like that i always look for that because it really you know i can feel it and when when you listen to the music and stuff yeah so um congratulations because that, that is your debut ep and you don't sound like you've held back at all uh, <laughs> you, you really have just put it out there and just gone this is who i am this is my music thank you um yeah. and so tell me about like so you released that uh, at the beginning of the year mm -hmm. um and i know it's been quite difficult obviously for for so many people uh, and um you know people listening to this will be going through the same thing like should i release music should i not and all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff mm -hmm. and i know it's been very difficult um, but it's had quite a lot of support, even in lockdown and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, B was introducing, B was yeah. interested in it as well. Can you say, say what's, what's happened, really? Yeah, so it's interesting, really, because bearing in mind I've kind of worked towards the CP for, well, I mean, everything that you do as an artist works towards something, but this particular EP has been in the pipeline for well over a year. Yeah. And I was really gearing up to doing this big release back in March. And I even was going to be doing um, uh, an EP launch at the O2 Academy too in Islington, which was going to be like my first time, like headlining my own gig, like all of this other stuff. So that literally, the the day that Boris Johnson said, we are asking you to stay at home, that very shortly after that followed a conversation with the venue yeah. where we can't put this gig on. And it was it was a horrible feeling because mm -hmm. I have worked towards the CP. I put everything into it. Yeah. I was days away from the EP launch mm -hmm. and I had to stop it all. Um, and that was really, really hard. Um, but the EP itself, it's too late to stop that. So it yeah. was like that still had to go ahead. And so I was in this weird like space of like, uh, do I need to like try and stop this from releasing? Like, what do I do? I now don't have the gig. And like before my eyes, I'm just like seeing email after email after email yeah. for venue after venue after venue saying, oh, we're canceling your gig for next month. We're postponing your gig that's in two months. And I just sat there watching this all crumble. And I thought, oh, what do I do with this now? So I think for me, I allowed myself to do um, a kind of uh, low-key launch uh, on a live video on yeah. Instagram and YouTube and just played through the songs, talked about them a bit and just hoped that the EP would speak for itself and that people would kind of respond to it. And I did have some really amazing responses, um, lots of people listening to it in the first month. Um, but then certainly as the lockdown has gone on, it's just kind of, I don't want to say flopped, but it just kind of like fizzled yeah. out because everything has fizzled out. Yeah, it has, yeah. Um, and so... I would say that now like that I'm returning to things I've discovered within that time that 
there are a few people who have still been listening to that and have mm -hmm. paid attention to it and wanted to be like, oh, we want to know more. Yeah. So people like yourself, like yeah. sitting down to talk about this and um, then also BBC introducing mm -hmm. who so far uh, Jericho Keys on BBC Radio York has played three of the songs from the EP over the last year Amazing. on his radio show. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, those are three out of five. Yeah. So if you've played each one like on your radio show, then you obviously believe in what I'm doing and you like what I'm putting out there. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it's been a it's been a mixed bag. It, it's not looked like a normal EP release. Usually yeah. as an artist you're just like going for it and it's all about, you know, if this lockdown hadn't happened, what that week would have looked like would have been me doing this big gig, having people come to see it and speaking to people, having meetings, da -da, and then having a gig pretty much yeah. I had a gig like every three weeks I think after that booked so it would have been gig after gig after gig promotion after promotion after promotion like listen to my EP did it and none of that happened yeah and it's like well what do you do when you've not got any of that and you just I just had to kind of let it be like it, it is what it is there's nothing we can do about what this time has been no. some of us have been creative some of us haven't um <laughs> I'm in the camp that really hasn't yeah, um uh but yeah, I think it's just we have to just kind of accept what this time has been and now try and move forward in a different way. I also find that um, I think, though, that people are now, you know, things are opening up. Mm -hmm. And and from there as well, I think people are, are, are opening up the possibility. Obviously, there was the Sam Fender gig up in Newcastle. Yes. There is starting things starting to happen. And almost the music that was released during lockdown as well, it's it's getting a fresh sort of play and an uplift and things like that and and it's whereas normally i think um with music i don't know about you but it's it's very much very very quick and like mm -hmm. release happens then they want more 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 mm -hmm. whereas you know that's not been able to happen so it's almost a case of things have just sort of been able to you know i guess pause but also reflect more and yeah. things like that so um i think it's a fantastic ep and, and thank I, you i think all the songs on it so it's called thoughts and feelings that's one of the songs yes on there as well um and one of them also won an award is that right uh yeah so i well last year i uh was selected for the unsigned guide spotlight and that was with uh the first single off the ep a song i could write um okay. so that was a long time ago now that was last october um when it first came out yeah i was on the unsigned guide spotlight um amazing. which was yeah really amazing for me to have that from the first single off the ep um so yes yeah, so there's been a one accolade so far <laughs> so for far, this experience. i think every single song on there is like is so strong thank um, you so much my favorite one i mean they're all really great i love a song i could write i love thoughts and feelings mm. my favorite one is probably at the moment is right now perhaps mm. as i said to you before i think that is such a mm. it just really grabbed me that song and i could completely relate relate to that mm. um so yeah people should definitely go and listen uh, to that ep because it's fantastic thank you so you you did musical theatre before then mm. so I'd be, I'm really interested in like your journey to how you know you said you started it late did you write when you were younger how did you come about writing songs uh well I when I when I've reflected back on this I've I've realized that as a kid I did write a lot of poetry um and I really enjoyed English creative writing so my my memories of school are you know being like age 10 and a teacher setting a kind of piece of homework of like write a creative story about you know blah 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 
and coming back into school and like all the other kids having like one page of like a little story they'd written and me coming back in with a full booklet where I had basically written like a five chapter story yeah. on like mer people or whatever it was at the time so I was always writing I always did enjoy writing and reading I always had my head in a book um and loved musical theatre from a really young age. I'm from an entertainment background. My whole family is in the industry in some way. Um, so I grew up going to musicals um, in my teenage years, being sat backstage when my father was on stage. So for me, that was kind of, that was everything that I was brought up into. So when it came to making choices about GCSEs, A-levels, all of these things, I was more inclined to kind of go down the, a creative route. And so by the time I got to sixth form, I did theatre studies and wanted to go to one of the top drama schools to do musical theatre. And I thought that's that's going to be my path. I'm going to be a leading lady on the stage. That's what I want to be. Yeah. Um, and then what happened was is... When I finished my A-levels, I went through a really awful time with my mental health. Um, I just completely spiralled out of control. And I didn't get in to the drama schools because, um, of course, nobody really does the first time the audition anyway. Um, but at the time, I just I saw it as a dead end. I didn't yeah. see it as, a, oh, I can come back to the next year. I, I just saw it as this hasn't worked. Um, but what I realised is at that time, I'd been playing guitar just in the background since I was about nine years old. Um, and I started to articulate my pain through music. And I just, it, that was just a summer of being alone in my bedroom and just trying to get this pain out. Yeah. Um, and that was where it started really. And so after a few weeks of doing that, I kind of realized, oh, maybe there's something in this. Um, and I just, auditioned for the Brighton Institute for Modern Music, got in as like a late entry and I just took off and I went to do a songwriting diploma there. And it's kind of like just kept going from there of just like me now having this newfound way to kind of express myself. Yeah. That's not through someone else's script and somebody else's words and somebody else's character. It's actually authentically me mm -hmm. coming from within and from, from and through my experiences, yeah. um, which, has always been at the heart of why I write the way that I do. Yeah, because I mean, the, I, I mean, I write lyrics and stuff like that, and and, and your lyrics are very, very personal uh, mm -hmm. lyrics. You can hear that, you know, hear that in the songs, not just in the delivery and the music, definitely, mm. but in the lyrics, very much so. So I can I can understand that completely. Like, you know, the words being important to you, yeah, and what you're saying. Um, uh. So what were you listening to? What like growing up? What what have has been like your musical influences? Do you think? Well, I'd I'd say largely musical theatre again right, because okay. I mean my my childhood was just spent listening to Elaine Page on Sundays with my mum and just like yeah. belting out Phantom of the Opera or like um, yeah just I really really love musicals I just immerse myself into them uh, and within that I include Disney I'm a major Disney fan so for yeah. me these kind of like um, you know, songs that tell a story really yeah. is is what's influenced me, and kind of conversely, yet similarly, uh, folk music. My granddad was a folk singer, um, and okay. he used to play guitar with me and help me with learning my guitar, and so I ended up coming to love 
artists like James Taylor, you know, and uh, like, you know, particularly if I think of Fire and Rain, like that's a song that tells a story, like when you listen to it, like, you know, just yesterday morning, it's like, you know, it's like really like, let me just tell you a story. And so for me, I think that combined with being surrounded by actors all the time, whose, you know, modus operandi is, I'm going to tell you a story. Um, That for me has kind of been my main influence. And then into my teenage years, I listened to a lot of pop artists. Like I, I loved uh, Britney as a kid. Um, I used to dance around the room to uh, Slave For You, much to my parents' horror. (laughs) (laughs) Like eight years old, like, you know, whipping out my hips. Um, But um, yeah, and then into my teenage years, it was very much um, listening to anything that spoke to me mm-hmm. um, and that means that my my musical influences genre wise is, is very eclectic yeah. because I will listen to heavy metal and I'll listen to classical music and I'll listen to pop as long as it is speaking to me as mm-hmm. long as it is evoking something in me that's what I'm interested in yeah. so that's looked like Florence and the Machine that's looked like Demi Lovato that's looked like Paramore that's looked like James Taylor yeah. that's looked like musical theatre because all of these things evoke something in me and speak to something deep within me and that's what I aim to do with my music as well and that's not just lyrically that's also about sounds and Mm -hmm. the way that uh, the way that something's sung and how that can you know bring something out in you Um, so yeah I'd say it's quite it's quite an eclectic mix of influences in my life that have kind of brought me to this point I'm actually really uh, excited for when you are properly. I mean, I have seen you live already, but mm. I am really excited to see your your live show, mm. your own, rather than being as part of a showcase or an event. Um, I think from what you're saying, coming from a theatre background and stuff, it, it, I'm assuming the performance is actually really important to you as well, isn't it? Oh yeah. yes, 100%. And that was the one thing that was really gutting about the yeah. gig not going ahead because exactly. I've been rehearsing with a band where. Yeah. I'm not having to play guitar for all of the songs mm-hmm. because obviously most of the places I go, I can't afford to take a band with me, can't afford to pay anyone else but myself, even if, uh, you know, especially because I'm probably not getting paid most of the gigs that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so for me, like, to be able to, like, as much as I love accompanying myself, to be able to not be stuck behind the guitar is something I really enjoy right. um, because I give of my whole self to yeah. my performance um and i have been known to throw myself around the stage and do all kinds of ridiculous things in the name of emotion so um yeah. i and i enjoy that process just even for myself as a cathartic release and i think that also gives other people permission to do that too to do that a complete escape and everything mm. um no i'm very excited to see to see that then um <laughs> yeah so like when um you know which sort of artists and like going on the stage we don't often talk about that i think in podcasts and stuff like that um you know as, as it's all types isn't it it's not just the music it's the lyrics it, but it is the live performance and i think that's actually quite an interesting area to go into really about mm-hmm. you know what are the types of artists in the live shows that do you you know do you, do you has really impacted you do you go to live gigs yourself do you, mm. see, do you watch other people and you think you know what people would influence you on your live shows when you're fully out there and able to after lockdown do you think sure yeah i mean i i love live performance um both you know performing it and also watching Mm -hmm. um i think again like 
the majority of live performance that I will have seen will have been musical theatre. I do love the all singing, all dancing aspect of that, yeah. um, whatever that looks like. Um, I do dance myself. I'm, I wouldn't call myself a dancer because uh, I'm not trained enough to be considered one, but I, I do dance um, and I enjoy that aspect of that, whether that is, you know, your cabaret like <laughs> you yeah. know, vibe or whether that is interpretive contemporary dance. I, I love all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say... Uh, in terms of kind of uh, more recently over the last few years like influences in terms of performance I just really enjoy watching anyone who is fully immersed in what they're doing yeah so if that looks like um you know you Gregory Porters of this world who they don't need to move they're no. just going to stand there and they're going to give it to you and they are so relaxed in their body they are fully within the soulful music that they're bringing to you yeah that you feel like you can sit in that with them uh so whether it's that or whether it's the miley cyruses of this world who will literally go from one end of the stage to the other and completely throw themselves around mm -hmm. and take you on this wild journey of kind of liberation yeah um i think all of these different things um influence me in some ways because i think again i'm not someone who looks at something as a particular genre or style that should stay in that box for me when i'm watching something whatever it is that speaks to me i will walk away with that yeah um totally. and i think yeah i think just all of these different genres and these different styles of performances have found their way into me in lots of different ways yeah um but it would definitely be interesting to find out from other people when they see me <laughs> in a live performance setting kind of what they think is yeah. kind of going on there because um for me i'm so fully immersed in it it's not a conscious thought i don't get, get on the stage and consciously think oh when i do that down chorus no, i'm gonna yeah. get on my knees totally. like do you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. for me it's just like i am gonna sing this song and i'm gonna give my entire self to it and i'm gonna give my heart and all my emotion and i'm gonna evoke everything that this song was about at the time and more and whatever that looks like is whatever that's going to look like. Yeah. And so if I find myself on my knees at the end of the song unexpectedly, that's just because that's where happened. the emotion is taking yeah, me there. Totally. Um, so, yeah. Take some pads or something or, you know, <laughs> yes. put carpet down on the stage <laughs> just in case. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, brilliant. Um, I mean, I always think that, like, stage side of things as well is it's another art form. It's another area. I mean, I really like people like Christine the Queens. I saw her mm. last year and stuff. I mean, her stage I'd show love is to see her live. absolutely amazing. You need to go see it. It's amazing. I watched her Glastonbury set last yeah. year and I was just in awe. Yeah. I was just like, this woman is incredible. Yeah, it's like, just this theatre. It's uh, like unbelievable theatre. Yes. And I just think, yeah, it's another art form. It's another area to, to express herself. So, yeah, I'm mm. really excited. I can't wait to see when you are able to get properly out, which will be soon. We mm. all got, I think we're going to ha all have to start, you know, small and, and obviously following yes. the rules and all that sort of stuff. There's creativity and restriction as mm. well, isn't there? I suppose, like, uh, I, I love the Sam Fender gig just recently and, and you know, ha having to do it differently and stuff like that. But mm. there's a, a huge drive to get back live yeah. performances because people are desperate for it and not just the performers, but also and the artists and the bands, yeah. the stage crew, but also the audience as well. People are just desperate. I know I am yes. as well. Um, so, yeah. Um, so we talked about your, you know, your journey here and, you, and, and finding music and, and that very being very much part of, 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 of where you are now and, and, and your journey now and stuff like that. I mean, uh, tell me about your writing process then, because I am actually, you know, I write 
as well. I'm an mm -hmm. artist myself. Uh, everybody does it differently. Mm -hmm. um, so for you, how do you how do you set about writing, mm -hmm. you know, your songs and stuff like that? Good question. Um, <laughs> I feel like I don't know half the time. Um, I think um, I think because I've always um, loved words. You know, as I said earlier, I did poetry as a child, and I was always reading. I was such a bookworm as a teenager. Like when everybody else was out playing or yeah. you know hanging out in the form room i was literally in the library just with my nose in a book like i love words so for me quite often the lyrics come first um which i'm told by a lot of artists is quite unusual mm -hmm. a lot of the artists that i tend to speak to they tend to start with the music and then add words to it but for me lyrics are so important yeah. because as i said earlier i'm trying to tell a story i'm trying to convey something so to me the music is shaped by what I'm talking about. Right. So I quite often, uh, I mean, I, I'll have a lot of just words dropping into my head. So if I'm out and about and I'm processing something, sometimes within my processing something, that will come out in words. So let's say, for example, I'm, I'm walking around thinking about how upset I am that the gig didn't happen, that the EP's not come out, that my life has changed over yeah. this lockdown. And if that's what I'm processing in my head, eventually somehow my brain just churns that out into a line that could be in a song. So that okay. happens a lot. So I, my phone is just filled with notes of unused lyrics because yeah. I'm just constantly doing that. Do you it's write them down or do you record them? Yeah, I literally just put them in my notes in my yeah. phone. And then if it sometimes that comes with melody because it naturally just wants to, yeah. um, you know, if something's really sad, you'll naturally want it to be lower in the register because you want to bring that yeah. that out. So sometimes I will just record and be like, oh, I think this probably sounds like this. Um, so that tends to be most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then when if I'm in a phase where that's not happening yeah. and I really want to write something, um, then I might get out the guitar, play around with it a bit until I find something that feels like where I'm at yeah. and then start to kind of bring lyrics and melody over it. But I definitely say that primarily I am a lyricist. Yeah. And with that comes melody and emotion, which evokes a feeling, which then dictates to me how that's going to sound in right. the song. Okay. Um, so I'd say that predominantly is how I operate. And um, do you... And you um, primarily write on your own as yes. well? Do you not write with collaborate? Have you ever collaborated? Or? I have collaborated. So, I mean, when I first um, was studying, I collaborated a lot because obviously at uni they make you. They yeah. like work with all of the other people in your group and come up with a song. Um, so, I am familiar with the process of collaboration, um, which I actually came back to uh, just before the lockdown. Actually, I, okay. I sat down to write with my producer and another artist that he works with. Um, and that was really interesting because here's someone who works differently to me. Yeah. Um, but I think I am quite an adaptable person. And for me, I just surrendered myself to whatever his process was. Right. I just thought, I'm going to come into your space and write with you. And uh, I think he just said something to me like, right, what's your current misery? And just starts playing on the piano. And I was like, fine, that's where we're starting. Let's start there. Um, so, but I think because my music tends to be of such a personal um kind of processing nature yeah i would find that very hard to do with anyone else because nobody else is in my head yeah um but if people ask me to write with them and it's about a particular subject or we're kind of going for that then i then i love to do that um i think i just i find it quite rare to find other artists who want to be as honest as i want to be yeah and i i i cannot write a song about something that's not real mm -hmm. for me it, it doesn't make any sense to do that. I can't fabricate things. It has to be real. Yeah. Even if it's a 
uh, an extension of something real, even if it's um, slightly disguised. Yeah, or something, if yeah. it's disguised as something else, fine. But yeah. when people sit down and say to me like, "Oh, let's let's uh, let's write a song about a man and a dog," I'm like, "I'm sorry, this isn't <laughs> no, this isn't like creative writing. Like no. this is a song. Like I can't do that." Um, and I love quirky songs like that, and I you know I know people within the industry who do stuff like that, and it's very happy and lovely and. Mm -hmm. That's just not me. You so. just need to connect. You need to emotionally yeah. so connect. So I think to when, it. I, when it comes to writing with others, yeah. I've got to really understand who they are as an artist and have a connection with them in that mm. way. And that's kind of the only reason this came about writing yeah. with this other artist with my producer, is it was like I listened to their music and was like, ah, you are a pained person as well. We yeah. can write together. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah. That's great. Um uh, and when you take your songs to the studio then i mean like are the, I mean, the complete songs and do you how do you work in the studio space with and have you, have you just primarily worked with this producer or have you worked with other producers and yeah. is this the connection that you really are working with at the yeah, moment yeah so i worked with i worked with another producer on my single that i released last year so beginning of 2019 i worked with a different producer on with everything i have left yeah and that was very much an opportunity that came about through knowing someone that knew someone mm -hmm. um, and they were wonderful. And especially for that track, it was a very like acoustic stripped back track. So it didn't require a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was fine working with someone I didn't really know. And they were, they were great. I really enjoyed my day with them. Yeah. It was literally like a day's work to record that single. Um, but no, Joey was introduced to me over two years ago now. Um, and <sighs> Joey is someone where when I first started working with him I just felt like he understood he just mm -hmm. he got me and he created a safe space where I could explore the length breadth and depth of my creativity and yeah. what I wanted to do and he's always up for anything mm -hmm. and I really appreciate that with him so once I learned that of him when I recorded the first thing I recorded with him was a single I released two years ago now called Flirting. Right. Um, and that was kind of the first thing I released because I was like, this has been a song that's been in my kind of head for about five, six, seven years. Right. I'd, it was one I'd sat on for a long time. So I wanted to work with him on that one because I knew that I would just know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. And he was very up for anything. And once I learned that of him, when it came to who do I want to record an EP with, I just couldn't shape this feeling that joey was the person to do mm -hmm. that with and we just kept having meetings we kept sitting down to talk about it and i was just like yeah i want to do this with this guy um and he has such an amazing setup like his studio is a home studio natural habitat studios he Where works with that? so is many artists in yorkshire in, in it's london? in northwest london north london right um and he works with lots of other artists including his own band so he's actually okay. the drummer of the pylons oh, um right. and i mean just the the family feeling there mm -hmm. as well is amazing. And like the lead vocalist for the pylons, um, Cross Stewart, he's done a lot of my backing vocals. Okay. They're just up for being involved. And yeah. so for me, it's like that feeling of like, you know, like when people talk about like when you bake something with love, that's yeah. kind of what this EP felt like. It was like, you have kind of wrapped this up and helped me to do the best that I can do. Yeah. And even when I have off the wall ideas, like let's get a bunch of people in a church and record them singing as a choir. Sounds and amazing. then <laughs> let's have one of the guys stay behind and do some wailing. <laughs> like, right. He's like, all right. Like, join me. Like let's he do doesn't, it. he doesn't kind of like, he's like, yeah, I'm up for that. And, mm -hmm. um, and he, 
brings so much to the table has these incredible ideas like you know in this title track thoughts and feelings it, there's so many atmospheric large sounds yeah. that he's created um and that's really just him bringing his own creativity and intuition to the table yeah. when i'm saying i want this to sound like i'm underwater and i'm drowning yeah. and he knows what that is and brings it you know and i think i think those you know, people listening and stuff like that i mean for me finding a, a producer as well which is um lets you be as creatively expressively as, as you want to be and, and and comfortable is so important and mm. and you know <laughs> Sometimes you can, without knowing this, do you know what I mean? It can take a while to find the person that is, is or people that work well for you, isn't yes. it? And I think, but you should look for it. You shouldn't, you know, compromise if you, unless, obviously, if you can produce yourself, amazing. But if you're looking for people to work with, you should always feel comfortable and creative and able to express yourself as, as you want to do. And never compromise on that ever. So, um, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I feel very fortunate to have joey in my life as someone who just gets what i'm trying to do and yeah. supports that vision and supports me as a person yeah. you know it's not just about work it's it's a friendship and mm -hmm. that dynamic adds to the music tenfold i think yeah definitely um amazing so like uh, we talked about your process and and how you write songs uh, and you know um i mean people listening right now as well i'm sure there's other artists um a lot of independence i mean you're an independent artist at the moment mm -hmm. yeah okay um and how do you how do you find that i mean like how do you go out um because it's everything is on as an independent everything is on you isn't it have you got management at the moment no you haven't got management um so how do you do that so you've you've you said you came to it late, you decided to write an EP um, and put singles out there and learn how to do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, how did you go about that? Well, the first thing I did when I realised I wanted to really give this a good go, um, that was about two years ago. I'd just come out of rehab, which is a whole other story, but yeah. um, I came out of rehab and was like, I really want to go for this now. Mm -hmm. I kind of was like, there's nothing left to lose now. I want to do this. So I first sat down with a good friend, Beth Keeping, who is another amazing unsigned artist who I just rate so much. Runs yeah. like a whole... Um, it was Beth who introduced me to introduced us. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. For Light Now, Play Later. She's amazing. Yeah, Beth, and yeah. she runs like this whole gig scheme called Write Like a Girl. She and, does, yeah. Um, so I just knew that Beth was someone that I could ask some questions to and that she could give me some concrete answers and not mm -hmm. the airy fairy nonsense that I was finding everybody else say, which is like, just keep going and you'll get there eventually. I was yeah. like, no, no, no. I need some concrete step by step. How do I actually do this? Okay. And she was wonderful enough to sit with me and kind of give me some tips and tricks for what she's been doing so i'd say first of all like sit down with someone who's been doing it a bit longer than you yeah and actually ask them some questions mm -hmm. you know and just be like well what did you do when you got to this point or how did you find this and um so f with the tips that she gave me on how to kind of build my social media better to get my own website just some of the basic things that i needed to start doing yeah to actually present myself not just as an artist but as a business mm -hmm. um she really helped me to understand that and then from there um i basically just tried to get as many gigs as i possibly could um whether that was contacting venues directly or contacting um booking agents um or what have you um just really did not stop so every kind of spare moment i had right. i was emailing a venue in london and saying this is my music this is what i do i would really like to play a gig at your venue and just taking any gig that was going mm -hmm. um 
And then when that got some momentum, uh, then I started releasing my music and then I started to uh, use BBC Introducing as a way of getting my music out there. And that's yeah. been wonderful. Um, as I said earlier, like Jericho Keys has played quite a few of my tracks um, and also Emily Pilbeam for Radio Leeds has yeah. also played um, a couple of my tracks before as well. Um, so that's really great. Um, I've had other radio plays with different radio stations that I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, but uh, really, it was just like keeping that momentum going. Keep doing the gigs, get people to follow you. Yeah. Keep getting the radio plays as much as you can. Keep talking about what you're doing. Be involved in other projects. Yeah. So that was kind of where I was at um, with stuff. Um, and then about a year ago, it was oh, I've got like this accolade with the unsigned guide and I got some gigs with them. Mm -hmm. um, and so then that really kind of like gave me the leg up that I needed to really push for um, my EP release. And that then resulted in the O2 Academy 2 taking right. a chance on me and being like, you know, you're small, small time artist, don't have a lot of followers, but actually we like what you're doing. We're going to give you a chance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so then getting some great support acts involved and, you know, working my way to this place of all of that. So I say that's kind of roughly what the journey has looked like for me yeah. of building this own thing. But I would say that um, all of that did leave me very burnt out. Yes. And I, even though this lockdown for my personal life and career life has been devastating and for my mental health, for mm -hmm. one of another thing, um, I do feel that that's the one thing that I'm glad of, that it forced me to pause and stop. Break. Yeah. Because I was so burnt out at the beginning of this year. I was actually hospitalised for migraines in January. Right, okay. Because that's how hard I was working. I did not stop. I did not have time for friends. I did not have time for things that I enjoyed. It was just working a part-time job to try and keep money coming in and then working every other waking hour doing admin. Mm -hmm. Because that is the reality. When you are an unsigned artist, you don't have any management, you don't have anyone in your corner, you are the only person who's going to make it happen for you. Yeah. And I think in the world that we're in right now, we're kind of uh, celebrated for that. We're, we're in an era of the self-made man, the self-made woman, like you go get her, you know, you've got to be up all hours doing this thing. And I really bought into that. Yeah. And now I'm realizing what is the point of that if it's at the detriment to everything else? Yeah. So to kind of give two answers to your question, that's what it looked like until the lockdown. Now I'm more like, how can I do this in a way that is sustainable long-term? Yeah. Because this is my love and my passion and I want to do it. And if, you know, there are people listening who, for them, they're like, oh, this is the thing I love to do and I want to do it long-term. Well, then you can't have a short-term view of it. No. You can't have this like... Um, oh, I'm just going to push, 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 and then by this date, this is going to happen, and then the rest is history. Yeah. Well, the rest will be history in a detrimental way if that's what your vision is. Um, I'm much more inclined now to be like, what's my long-term vision? I want to help people with my music, and even if that means that only one person is listening to my EP a day, then great, because yeah. that means that one person is getting something out of it, and it's I did my job. To it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we saw that even like with like, um, you know people that are signed artists and stuff like that I mean there is a, like a constant need isn't there for um content 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 mm. in every single sort of you yep. know aspect it, not just on social media but on like your Instagram lives your gigs mm -hmm. your your music it's like you release something release something again release something again release and it's everything and like the independents are competing with signed people with a whole team around them and it's quite daunting really and I think you know it you are seeing people um getting burnt out as you say and stuff and, and feeling like how 
you know, how can I do it? Can I can I do this? Is my passion and, and comparing yourself to other people mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, somebody who said gave me advice is just to stick to just a few areas, I think, that are working well for you yeah. whilst you're an independent and not having to do everything. You don't have to be on every single platform. I know people might give you advice that you should, but if it's if it means that you can't actually spend any time to write the songs exactly. because you're working out on your, you know, I need to understand TikTok now or I need to understand whatever, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Twitch, whatever it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like any new content for that. So how do you sort of, yeah, I mean, like, how do you also be if you had a team you'd have different people doing different things mm -hmm. you'd have a manager you'd have yeah. you know a lawyer and all this sort of stuff but like on your marketing side of things i mean have you do you do you invest in any any of that area do you work with anybody else or again are you doing everything yourself again yeah doing everything myself um i kind of again took beth keeping's advice thank you beth and basically did like a mass photo shoot last summer um where i had several different looks and i basically like kind of keep keep coming back to those photos because mm -hmm. we took enough photos of enough different looks that there will be some that i haven't put out there yet yeah. that i can use again um so that's kind of been the way that i've done with my social media is i've been like right here's another photo that people have not seen let's use that to promote this or put some text across it or that kind of thing yeah mainly using social media um i think uh with the kind of the marketing side of things i think it's so difficult because you have to market yourself yeah so that's the first hold you have to get over is you have to get over yourself and just be like if i want to push my music i have to push myself yeah and i think that's quite hard at first because um unless you're in it for the fame yeah. you, you don't want to be seen as you know look at me listen to me you just want to be like here's this thing I created do you like it like you know um, totally, so yeah. I think I struggled with that in the beginning and then I got really good at it and then I got so good at it that I lost sight of what I was actually doing right. and I think this is the side of the marketing aspect where marketing has mixed with social media to become quite an unhealthy thing yeah um and this is another thing that I'm I've taken a step back from and I'm reevaluating because mm -hmm. I do not want to be a part of that. I, I really don't want to be a part of this culture of presenting something on social media that is not a reality. Yeah. And I think that's what, when you have a crossover of marketing and social media, that's what starts to happen. Yeah. Um, and so I'm far more inclined now to follow people who are presenting a real <laughs> glance yeah. at their lives. Um, and, I think it's hard because even as I say that, I'm like, yeah, but how are you going to actually like push your music if it's not like, you know, through aesthetically pleasing social media posts? Like it is a hard balance to strike. Yeah. But I think there is a balance and I think there is a way of doing it that is not here is yet another glossy photo of me yeah. that makes you think that I've got it all together and that I'm this it girl that you need to buy into. Yeah. Because that is old. We do not need to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um I would rather that you saw a photo of me crying my eyes out and being like, you know, yeah. having a shit day today. How about you? Like, that's what social media is for. Yes. Um, I would so prefer it if someone could take the marketing things like out of my hands and do it separately to social media because I think the mixture is really bad that yeah. we've got at the moment. Um, and that's that on that. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny because it, it is really important. And I mean, like, I mean, when I was releasing music and, and I still am releasing music and similar this this year with lockdown and stuff, I, I was before lockdown, I was like constantly trying to find like, 
you know, what to post, what to post, material, I need to do another photo shoot, I need to do this and I've got to find money for this, I've got to find money for that, to just be able to compete. And it was burning me out completely as well. And I think um, it, it, there is a, a balance and, and I think you're absolutely right. It, and I, those people listening, um, it's, it's doing what, if it's a strength of yours, do it. Um, be out your comfort zone, absolutely. But you don't have to, if it doesn't feel right for you, if, it, if there's something that's not feeling right, don't do it. You know what I mean? You don't have to be like an it girl or whatever. Yes. Unless you want to be an it girl, do you know what I mean? And yeah. if that's what you want to do, then amazing. Yeah. But like, if it doesn't feel right for you, then just do what's authentic for you. Exactly. Well, for me, authenticity and integrity are two things that I value very highly in my life. Yeah. And if something is not in authentic and not um integral to the rest the way i live the rest of my life yeah. then why am i doing it and yeah. i think that was where i got to just before lockdown happened is that it had started to, be to become it even if it didn't seem that way to other people no for me it had started to become um a machine yeah it, yeah <laughs> it, it just it had just become like i'm just doing this you know for the likes or i'm doing this because that's what i think yeah. i need to portray myself yeah. as um and that's not even what I'm about as a person. So why have I got myself into that pattern? Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's something I guess for upcoming artists now, I, I hope will realize that before they start to do it. Because mm. I think if the music should be enough, yeah. <laughs> that what you're saying should be enough, the way you are conveying a story or whatever your music is about should be enough. Yeah. And we can't keep perpetuating this cycle that it's also got to come with an aesthetic yeah. because that doesn't work no. and and if and if i if i really cared about the aesthetic i would be walking around in floaty skirts like the other girls that sing the style of music that i sing but i don't because that's not my style of clothing yet, you know yeah. so it's just like all of these other other kind of like things where we associate um we associate an aesthetically pleasing post with something that we want it's just like all the like adverts for fast food you know it's like oh like it's really good i'm gonna have it yeah like that's not necessarily the case like actually i th and i think there is a a time coming especially with a younger generation where there is more want for truth mm -hmm. there is more want for something real and raw and honest yeah. um and i think we've seen that over this lockdown where there has been an unearthing of a lot of things yes <laughs> where it's like actually can we can we sort some stuff out please yeah. can we can we get to some yeah. truth please I, I, um, I think it's been really strange like that because it's been like very very hard in a lot of ways i mean you've touched on the fact that you know like for me i was very similar um i went into a bit of a spiral to start with try to like you know i said before about like trying to swim when i when, and and then making myself drown and panicking yeah. and trying to keep everything the same and keep going and stuff yeah. like that and i actually should have just like stopped as well and, mm. and calm down and, and that other people were, like really writing and creating and and things and everybody reacts differently and i mean it is a crisis situation it's a world yes. event out of our control yeah and, um, and so we scattered like headless chickens yeah, at first. <laughs> completely. But the other side of it has been this time to reflect. Yes. And a time to like reevaluate what's important and how am I going to do things and, and what do I actually want in my life? Mm. And, and uh, you know, did, and that sounds like very, very much so yourself. Like, you know, I was going to, you were going too fast. I was, yep. you know, all this um, doing too much. And actually, what's important is it's been a blessing in that respect yeah to be able to then 
go forward in, in a different way mm. hopefully yeah 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 I would say I would say it has been but not easily no um and I think that's that's the thing is that you know that uh, is lots, true. I heard lots of different people talking about what the lockdown caused kind of uh, globally which is grief yes and obviously that's very real grief because people have died and yeah. that's horrendous mm -hmm. so you've got and i know people in my life who are grieving because yeah. of what has happened um i'm very thankful to have my physical health i'm very thankful that my family has their physical health um and so i'm not i i don't want to sound like i'm moaning about something when there's much worse things going yeah. on but I think um, on top of this very real grief for what this has caused for yeah. people health-wise, you've then got a grief of the loss of how life was. Yeah. And I think when the lockdown first happened, as is the process of grief, I went into denial. Um, and so I just kept trying to keep things going. I was like, okay, so I did like my EP release on a live stream and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna create a playlist and then I'm gonna do this and like, oh, I'm gonna do Music Mondays. And like, I was just like trying to think of any gimmick I could to keep to something say, going. Yeah. And that went on for maybe a couple of weeks and then I just, it just hit me like a freight train yeah. of like, we're not coming out of this anytime soon. And what is the point? What am I even doing with my life? Who even yeah. am I? Like, yeah. I just had a total like, oh my gosh, this is awful. Yeah. Same. And so I'd say from there, it's just been waves and waves mm -hmm. of grief of just like, okay, even when I start all this up again, it's going to look very different. Um, and so I would say, it has been a blessing because it's made me pause and rethink some stuff mm -hmm. that I needed to. Yeah. Um, but it's been really painful. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, as well, I think within this time, if you're someone like me who has some severe mental health issues and a history of that, where you already struggle in your day-to-day yeah. -day life, that was then impacted even further. And so for me, it was like this wa these waves and waves of grief, trying to let go of some stuff, trying to accept that things are the way they are, trying to just live in the present moment and not get caught up in the past or caught up in what's going to happen. I had all of that going on. And then on top of that, my own issues that i've had for years and yeah. the stuff that i have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis which is very difficult for me because i have ptsd um was extraordinarily hard um and i felt i almost felt like a caged animal i felt yeah. like i would i'd which obviously we all felt in different ways but it, it felt like it felt like i i was a caged animal locked in with a dangerous animal right um because and and that would be how i would describe it is like you're stuck in this situation we're all stuck in this situation but then if you already have a mental health condition there is something else stuck yeah. in that space with you um and so that was really really hard for me but again really glad of that because there are some things that i have processed and worked through as a result yeah. so i think it's a very it's been a very weird time of there being like a lot of pain, a lot of bad stuff, and then a lot of good coming out of that and a lot of things to be taken away from the experience. Yeah. And neither negates the other. They just both exist in the same space. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, um, yeah, thank you for being like really honest about that. And I think a lot of people relate to that. I know I relate to that as well in different mm. ways. Mm. Um, uh, and yeah, it's, I mean, we're still not through it and sometimes I think I'm okay and then I'm not again oh, and yeah. stuff like that. And it's like, it's hit me again. Do you know what I mean? Or, yeah. You know. Well, I think I said to you when, when you, um, when you arrived today, like I actually listened to my EP yesterday for the first time in 
five six months yeah. because i haven't been able to listen to it because it's been too upsetting and i listened to it and i just cried my eyes out and i thought i was kind of like i think I'm kind of doing okay now i think yeah. we're we're coming out of this now it's okay right and i just listened to it and i just bawled my eyes out you know yeah. and we just have to roll with wherever we're at on any given it. day because yes. it's it is know. what it is yeah you know it's just whatever we're dealing with in the present is the only thing that we can focus on yeah i mean i, I was reading an article just recently um uh i need to go into a bit more detail but again like it, it was um how can you be creative you know like some people were very creative and, and amazing I, I know i wasn't um and and i think there's like a pre there's, there's there's still a pressure on each of us as creatives particularly um, because it's your passion at the moment as an independent artist to be able to keep creating content keep creating mm. songs and then all of a sudden we're like in a situation a world event where you know you're seeing other people create and do things and it's like i can't create i can't i've actually just my head's just gone honestly yeah and it's like yeah. in actual facts and then somebody was saying in this article you know um we how can you write about stuff if you're not able to experience anything because you're yeah. locked in a in a room or a house or yeah, a class or whatever? Inspiration got dried up. Yeah, like. completely. <laughs> I'm doing watching Netflix. Do you yeah, let's write a song about, about Netflix. our Netflix binges. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so I think pressure and and I also think creativity comes from when you're. Um, feeling relaxed when you said about the studio before the time in the studio you've got creative people mm. around you you've got supportive people around you helping you to create stuff mm. uh, and and also your friendship with beth and and, and being able to speak to other people mm. um how that is so important and i think when people felt cut off in this situation how that has impacted us but listening uh, you know to all the people out there starting up on completely on the, on their own what is your advice around that? Is it like find people that help you, find people that can lift you up and, and get you going to the places or teach you things that you, you might not know? Yeah, 100%. I think if you're, if you're an unsigned independent artist and you're the only person, like you're not a band, you have to find a community because yeah. just because you're an independent artist, just because you're the only person in the team does not mean that you need to be without a team yeah. um, in an informal way. I think that's massively important. Like it's not good for anyone to be on their own in anything. No. Um, and for me, I'm really fortunate that um, I have a church community in London that I've been a part of for nearly six years now, um, which is a very creative environment. So many creatives in that church, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I've been very fortunate that I have met a lot of the people that I work with through that environment, whether because they actually attend or whether it's been friends of friends mm -hmm. um and so for me i organically found that i gravitated towards and they gravitated towards me these creative people who want to be a part of something and support you yeah. um and i think that's massively important because especially in a time like this like we have to acknowledge what is actually really important um Yes, the music is important. Yes, our careers are important and we have important things to say and we want to do stuff. But when shit hits the fan, who's there for you yeah. and who's in your life and what what gives your life meaning then? You, you can't be fully wrapped up in your little solo bubble of doing this career because it all ends at some point. Yeah. So who else is around you and what other conversations are happening? Um, and I think that's something I've been really blessed to have that I do have friends and uh, other creatives in my life mm -hmm. who are supportive and get it and are there for me and uh, and i in turn for them and appreciate and respect 
what it is I'm trying to achieve and will be there with a word or a helping hand to help me do that yeah I think huge um hugely important and it's great that you've got that and and I mean I look for that as well and doing it on your own particularly with so much pressure and so much you've got to learn you know I mean it's it is having a community having people that support you and understand what you're doing because even now it's still seen as it's just a hobby or it's just you know you're just doing it for fun and you should do it for free because it's just your hobby and all that sort of stuff and there's so much pressure as well at the moment with (laughs) the fact that the there is the industry's gone live music has stopped people aren't making money from that anymore Mm. so how do you earn money doing this and and keep doing what you love and everything yeah and it's funny when people say that it's like not a real job because it's over the last year like I mentioned the fact that I really suffered from burnout at the beginning of this year like yes I wasn't earning a lot of money and I had to have a part-time job but I had it reflected to me by the people closest to me who have seen how I work they're like you work really flipping hard like the amount of work that I was doing for what it is that I produce and put out there is a lot because especially when you're an independent artist you're wearing multiple hats so for people to tell me (laughs) go and get a real job or like you know well that's nice but you should probably like turn your attention to more serious matters or whatever like sometimes I just want to like chuck them my workload and just be like you try doing that for a week and then tell me I'm not doing a proper job like it's just that nobody seems to respect and appreciate that this is a job that should be paid mm-hmm. better for which is why know. it's great when you meet other creatives because they understand that yeah because all the people maybe don't and, and, and i think when you do and it's like having that person all the people that you can just go to and go oh my god this has happened and i can't deal with this or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. somebody else to go or even if it's something more complicated you not come across maybe it's a first mm-hmm. like publishing agreement or something like that and it's like how on earth do i where do i go with this what do i do with this or somebody's offering you something and it's cost going to cost you say 300 pounds 400 pounds, money that you might not have got is it mm. worth your investment mm. having other people to go to is so important yeah so yeah um, community is is brilliant and and yeah find people if you can um or, or go online reach on online as well or mm. find the groups find the independents and and the um music people around you in your cities and towns and yeah and And even reach out to to an artist i mean i had someone reach out to me at the beginning of lockdown and say that they were just starting as a independent artist and wondered if they could have a zoom call with me and pick my brains on some stuff and i was like well i've got nothing better to do so sure like you know so just like be be bold like just ask someone that seems to be in a similar remit to you and kind of seems to know what they're doing just be like i just put your brains on a few things and if they're a half decent person they'll be happy to let you know a few things that they've figured out along the way you know definitely so so well i know it's difficult because we say this normally this sort of question is a fine question to say what's next (laughs) but we don't know (laughs) obviously too far ahead but like you know what would you like to happen next what would you like to be doing next more writing more releasing what's what have you got in your pocket at the moment i think at the moment i mean the, the lockdown has really made me reflect on kind of where i'm at and so um i've actually decided to go to university um, so that's kind of the next thing for me is I'm going to go to university and study sociology mm-hmm. um, because for me I feel that some more education would help me to uh, better be able to speak to causes and um, areas of injustice that are important to me um, I have always been in music for more than music yeah. um, I want to be able to uh, share my story more there's mm-hmm. a lot that Um, I want to say that I don't say yet because I haven't figured out how to talk about it yet 
Um, and I want to because I feel that um, when I have at gigs here, there and everywhere, um, when I've done that, it's impacted at least someone. Mm -hmm. Someone has come up to me and said, I'm so glad that you said that or that song really spoke to me. Or, And for me, this is really important. So I felt that studying sociology would really help me to tie the two sides of my life together the side where i creatively express pain and music and invite people into that space yeah and then the side of me that wants to speak into that space and say here's the journey that i've walked like mm -hmm. here's the things that i've been through you're not on your own in that thing and like let's figure this out together and i think sociology will help me to um understand why things are the way they are so yeah. you know there are modules on racism for example mm -hmm. and i think the recent black lives matter movement really shook me up in terms of realizing how fucking little i know yeah. and i just sat there and was like i don't know anything why don't i know anything um and so that that really was the kind of final nail in the coffin for want of a better phrase that made me realize i need to learn more yeah so that's kind of on the horizon next i'm going to study but it's very much in tandem with the music the yeah. music is not taking a back seat but it is going to be in a slower lane to what i was before yeah. i i don't want to jump back into um trying to get every gig under the sun and trying to get the attention of everyone and everything and mm -hmm. pushing myself as hard as i was at the beginning of the year because it's not worth it it's not worth it for my own health so i think at the moment i'm just like i'm going to move house go to university and while i do that i will be bringing out content again online um, I've got a music video that I have held on to because I was going to put it out at the beginning of lockdown and then it just didn't feel like the right time. Yeah. Um, so that's going to come out really soon. And that is a music video for the title track, Thoughts and Feelings, mm -hmm. which uh, my amazing video editor, Charlie Avis, has put together. And it's basically a series of home videos, behind the scenes footage, um, just kind of alluding to my story a bit yeah um because that song really is about my story and so when i release that i think that will mark the start of me being a lot more uh upfront about the things that i'm writing about and yeah. inviting people into that space um that's what i want to do so i would say in a kind of elusive way that's what's next yes yeah. we're gonna bring that video out sometime soon and i'm gonna start a journey of being a lot more transparent, mm -hmm. um, which may surprise people because I'm already quite a transparent person. Um, but I believe that there's a lot more that could be said that would be helpful yeah. to other people. And that's that's my main that's my main reason for living. Whenever yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, I always remember the conversations mm -hmm. that I've had with people after a gig or in a direct message about how something I've written has opened something up in them or has spoken to something. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. So that's the important thing and I want to protect it and nurture it and do it well. Yeah. Well, I've been really impressed by what I've heard so far. Thank um, you. I think as an artist, I find you a, a fascinating artist because you have got a lot to say. You, you, you recognise your um, human flaws and, and you've processed mm -hmm. them and you're, the, you know, we all have them. We all have that side to us as well. And, and you want to, express that and understand the world and that comes through in your music and your all your artistry um and i think that's it as artists we are doing music we're doing videos we're doing stage shows we're putting things out but we're putting things out that represent us and what we're going through and what mm. we're learning and, and figuring out through this journey of and life. our observations about yeah. the world like i 
I think I can't remember. There's a quote about how songwriters are observationalists. That's yes. actually what your job title is. Really, yeah. you're observing things within yourself, within your life, or around you, or in other people's lives, and you are putting it into words and song. Yeah. Like I think that is massively important in our world to have, mm-hmm. um, and I don't take it lightly. No. So. And I, I understand that and I definitely hear that in what you're doing. So mm. thank you for today. Thank you for doing the first Live Now Play Later podcast. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for having me on it. It's been no, amazing. No worries at all. Um, we'll welcome you back at any time as well. Yeah. Um, and I'd love you to, when we get our shows back, I'd love you to come back and perform again. I love the show that you did last year <laughs> um, in you. Leeds at the Lending Room. It was a fantastic night. Um, Great crowd as well. They it were was lovely. a really good crowd. There's some footage online still, I think, as well. If anybody wants to go see the video from last year, Maddie performing, please do. Me shivering in Leeds. <laughs> it was very cold. It was very cold that night. Raining as well. We still got a crowd. Um, if people wanted to find your music, um, it's on Spotify, it's on all mm-hmm. different platforms, isn't it, at the moment? Um, where can they find you on social media? Uh, all my socials are at Miss Maddie Bow. Um, apart from TikTok, which I newly joined during the uh, lockdown, which is at Miss Maddie Bow OG. Okay. So if you want to see some you know lighter content then go on to tiktok <laughs> i'll put the links as well when this video is posted all the links will be there to to follow and, and uh, um find uh, maddie's music and keep following her journey i can't wait to hear what's next and you know what you have to say and, and your observations of the world so thank you thanks for everything thank you so much thank you for having me no worries it that was the pilot episode i want to say thank you again to maddie both for agreeing to be part of this and putting up with me whilst i try to figure out how to do all the remote recording and set up the equipment socially distanced uh, and safe for her as well um so thank you maddie uh if you like what you heard um please comment below as i said and uh hit like subscribe would be appreciated immensely um check out the live now play later instagram uh youtube channel and uh facebook um and i think we're on twitter as well so yeah check all those out and uh listen to any of the the artists there's there's videos as well on the youtube channel from uh last year's shows as well um where you can actually see maddie perform um as well a couple of songs on the youtube channel so recommend um uh, having a look at those thank you again uh, and hopefully we'll be back soon with more interviews um, to to bring you from as I say new people new artists from the underground and also hopefully from from different sec- different sectors of uh, of the music industry as well producers uh, publishers hopefully uh, DJs even we're considering so yeah anybody or any recommendations again I'd love to hear your feedback as well so let me know I um, hope you enjoyed it and thank you again I'll speak to you soon <laughs>